hey, you know, sometimes people come to us to Xerocracy to develop a piece of software, and they very often claim right off the start that they want the software to be developed in that specific programming language, like uh, it has to be in Python or it has to be in C++. And the reason for that choice very often is we saw someone's software and it was so fast and it was written in Python. That's why we want Python. I think it's a wrong approach to choosing a programming language. I would do it differently. First of all, we all understand that in any programming language, you can write a fast application or you can write a slow application. In C++, it's easy to create something very slow. And it's also possible to create a fast application in PHP, for example. Look at Facebook. I'm not saying that Facebook is the greatest website in the world and the fastest one, but still it's a huge monster uh, piece of software. And it is written, if I'm not mistaken, mostly in PHP. Or look at GitHub. It's also, if I'm not mistaken, written entirely in Ruby, which is not uh, the fastest language, as most people say. So I would pay attention to different things when you choose the programming language. I would not think about how fast your application want to be. All applications have to be fast. I would think about how you're going to manage your team, how you're going to organize the development, and what are the plans for the project for the future. How large is going to be the project, not the application but the project, how many people will be in the team, where you will find those programmers, what's the future of a software development project, not the piece of software. You understand the difference between a project and the product. The product is a piece of software which we develop. A project is a larger thing. It includes writing the code, testing the code, deploying the code, making sure it works in production, making sure it's possible to redeploy it, to control developers around the, the product, to change the developers, to deal with the turnover when people come and go. That's the project. The product is a piece of software. So I would think about the project when you decide what's going to be the programming language for the product. And I would suggest to pay attention to five things when you decide which is the right programming language for you. First of all, it's how strict is the language. How strict is the typing system? You know, there are languages with the weak typing system and the strong, strict typing system. That will make a huge difference for programmers to use the language. If you're planning to run that project for a long time and you know that there will be a maintainability period after its launch, and it's gonna be a long period, many years in front of you, then the stricter the language controls programmers, the better. If it's an experimental project, on the other hand, like it's going to be alive for a few months and then you're most probably going to throw it away, then you don't want strict typing system. You want loose typing system, which will allow people to experiment, to play with the variables, to, to do whatever they want, like in PHP, for example, or JavaScript or Ruby. But if you want that project to stay with you for longer, then you need C++ or Java or something like that. The second is the syntax sugar. The more syntax sugar that language has, the more difficult it will be to maintain the product in the future. Because each programmer will use something which they want to use. Like, I like this way of writing things, you like another way of writing things. And it's okay if the project is short, if there are just a few people sitting at the same table writing something like in a hackathon, and it goes to live to production, and it stays there for a few days or a few months or a few weeks, and then we get the investment and rewrite it from scratch. In that case, you need a lot of syntax sugar to give freedom, to give flexibility to each programmer to write what they want. But if the project has to be on the market and on production for months or years, then you don't need syntax sugar. You need to restrict programmers in their ability to be creative. You need them to be more like, you know, robots writing code, doing the same thing, all of them. 
In that case, the project will be more maintainable. In that case, you need Java. You don't need Ruby with the syntax tree. The thing number three, which I would pay attention is static analysis. The more static analysis you have in the language, the better for a long running projects, for projects which need maintainability. We'll take a look at JavaScript, for example. It's a great language, but it completely lacks proper static analysis, in my experience. I'm writing in JavaScript like almost every day. There are simple tools exist, just JSLint or something, but they are way weaker than, for example, check style in uh, Java or Rubocop in Ruby. Those tools are in different leagues. Rubocop is a powerful tool with hundreds of checks, and JSLint for JavaScript is a very simple, primitive um, thing which controls you a little bit, but not much. So if I would plan to develop a product which has to be maintained by a team of 50 programmers for two years upfront, I would definitely not choose JavaScript because I have no way to control them. I have no way to make sure that the code looks the way I want it to look, that the code looks beautiful. In that case, I would choose Java because in Java, I can control that. I have many powerful static analyzers. Point number four is whether the language is uh, compiled or interpreted. PHP or Ruby or Python, they are languages to be interpreted. Java, C++, they are compiled. The second category, of course, is better for longer projects, for projects where discipline is valued. Because when you compile, you control the quality of the code. In Ruby, you can write whatever you want, put it to production, and only there you will see the problems. Of course, you can try to a little bit to run some unit tests, some integration tests, but you will miss a lot of things. But the flexibility of Ruby, of course, is higher. I can write in Ruby something in just a few minutes and put it to production. In Java, I have to make sure it's compiled. I have to make sure everything is built together, everything is packaged, and only then it goes to production. Of course, my development speed will be higher in Ruby. The development speed in Java will be lower, but maintainability and the guarantee will be way higher in Java. And the last point, of course, the most important one probably is the community of people in the language. Each language has its own community of developers. Java has a large community, probably the largest one in the world. Ruby or PHP, they have smaller communities. Some exotic languages like Elixir, for example, they have very small communities. If you choose the language with a small community, you will have problems finding libraries for the language, finding frameworks, getting bug fixes from the community when something doesn't work. Nothing is perfect, not even programming languages. You know how many bugs I found in the Ruby programming language over the last year I'm working with Ruby actively. I found a few of them and nobody fixes them. I just find that they, they have been reported before. I find them on Stack Overflow. I see that people complain about that, but they are not being fixed. Why? Because the community is quite small. So choosing the language because you think that this language creates fast applications and this one makes only slow applications, it's a wrong approach completely. You think about the project, not about the product. Think about how you will manage the development, how you will discipline programmers. And the more discipline you're going to enforce, the more rules, the more control you're going to have in the entire project, the more careful you need to think about the language you choose. Choose the languages which have all the tools for that for you. Compilers, static analyzers, a large community of people who already thought about that, who thought about control and discipline before. That's all. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.